freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 182 of gun freedom radio i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan we've got a great show today uh it's about quarantine quarantine hmm. how, how you liking that babe well i'm fortunate <laughs> i still get to go to work this is true this is for true. a long time I mean, a lot of time. I get to spend a lot of time at work. I have actually never seen Dan spend quite this many hours at work as he is during. I don't get it. I mean, uninterrupted time with moi. I don't. I don't understand. I'm going to work right now. <laughs> uh, actually, there is this uh, like a video meme I've seen out there. A guy's being asked a question. And it's like, would you choose a quarantine? time with your wife and your children or B, I'll take he, B. and he says yes yeah, just <laughs> I'll take B I don't even know living with snakes and scorpions I don't what know about, like what if option B was to live on the Tiger King ranch <laughs> <laughs> and there is a whole that's a whole topic right there one of these days anyway yeah. yes we are talking about quarantine we are talking about that with our daughter Cassie Todd Jameson now, a lot of you know that, of course, we own Gun Freedom Radio, but we also own AZ Firearms, your nationwide hometown gun shop. But we also own an auction house that Cassie is the manager of. Talk to us about that real quick, Cassie. What is that auction house? Um, it, an auction house. We have antiques, guns, coins, jewelry, art, collectibles, jukeboxes, a whole bunch um, of stuff. And, Does it it have a name? and normally, normally our auctions are live and online, um, the first and third Tuesday of the month, but in quarantine life, <laughs> we can't have people at a live auction. So we're, we're navigating that right now. So what um, would that name of that auction house be, Cassie? Pot of Gold Auctions, P-O-G-Auctions.com. Nicely done. So yeah, we thought that we would take this opportunity and just talk about what has life been like since everything has changed and this COVID-19, what kind of uh, disease or virus or, or, or whatever pandemic, how many names does this thing have anyway, oh. right? <laughs> it's like, it's the COVID-19, it's the uh, Corona virus, it's the Rona, right? <laughs> Are there any I other? I heard that. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's the thing right now, the Rona. Don't get the Rona and don't let the Rona get you. But everything is upside down, just totally upside down. This is really weird. I wake up every morning and I'm going, this has got to be a dream, right? We don't really know what's going on. We don't know. You know, I saw a video yesterday. It said that uh, showed some hospitals with nobody in it. And, you know, is that the truth or is 
or did they lie or who's what i know one news thing shows us you know or wants us to believe that there's gajillions of sick people lined up and and not be getting help and then the next one shows us empty corridor so we don't know we are left to just try to make our best judgment do the best we can to keep ourselves healthy and ourselves safe and our staff healthy and our staff safe and uh, it has been as difficult uh, for us as it is for everybody because we are I like the what Mark Cuban said Mark Cuban said we are making imperfect decisions based on imperfect information and the best we can do is err on the side of caution maybe well, extreme caution I put I tried to find my tinfoil hat couldn't find it so I went to the store to buy some tinfoil and they didn't have any <laughs> so it's like all is lost man it's gone with the the lost socks and all the toilet paper, I yeah. guess. So but what we had to do, you know, uh, Arizona had that uh, super quarantine where no one's supposed to leave their house unless you're an essential business. And of course, AZ Firearms is an essential business. Mm-hmm. But I got concerned, you know, when you do a transaction with firearms, there is, um, you know, a lot of hands-on, you know, touching pins and paperwork. Absolutely. So we basically have decided to well, we're going to get there. Yeah. So just, just hold on. Hold on. We're going to get there. I wanted to actually uh, pass it over to Cassie for a second and have her talk to us about before we ended up in quarantine life, our two businesses had a huge changeover. Uh, one of them moved to a new location. The other one expanded. So kind of lead us through that, Cassie, because we have been in a huge season of change yeah. for the past, I don't even know how many months. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, our two of our businesses used to be under the same roof, two separate entrances, but under the same roof. Um, our teams were very close. We, um, it was a nice cohesion between the auction house and the gun shop to be under one roof, but we were crammed for space from the moment we opened. Um, but we after what was it 14 years we decided to expand dad found uh he's been watching a piece of property for years and uh, saw that it had become available and like a vulture dove in there (laughs) vulture did you hear what your daughter said oh man yes yes there's a piece of property you want you yes that is you (laughs) I think I think that's an accurate description. I, I'll use the old language that my daughter used to have when she was three. I want it if I want it. Yep, I want to if I want. <laughs> so um, in August, that. yeah, in August we moved the auction house to that piece of property, which is so much bigger for us. Um, better better use of our space to because because we have cars and when our first auction back we had four vehicles, I think a ton of furniture. Um, and so we have lots more room, which allowed for the gun shop to move into the old auction house space. Um, and so in August, we moved over. And then in January, the gun shop moved over. And we can even have our howitzer cannon right in the middle of the floor of the gun shop. It's very cool. That is very cool. And so splitting the team, that was a big decision yeah. for us. Because we've always been one big family, even though we were two separate businesses. I still don't uh, like it. I know. I know. Uh, we have to work a little bit harder on keeping our culture uh, a very cohesive we thing. So then, Dan, talk to us uh, briefly about that 
that expansion because and how you put family to work that was here to visit <laughs> that's a true story <laughs> but also about how that like that almost didn't happen right we um i don't want to go in <clears throat> too much detail over that well sure just <clears throat> it was a bad like time sure. there was a time <laughs> we thought okay the gun business is just not profitable and we may have to make some adjustments but so what happened is i had the big auction house that was available and we had been doing nothing with it and we we're in a little 1200 square foot gun shop mm -hmm. so my relatives were in cheryl's brother and their family <laughs> and we're just sitting at the house one night and i said hey what are you guys doing tomorrow and they said nothing i said you want to work so i put every one of them to work and we moved the small shop into the big shop and got it done and we're still not done but we're still working on it well they we got a lot done now. too we got a lot done in that what yeah. 10 hours that we were there even right so we went from a 1200 square foot building to a you know 4000 square foot building and we have the 105 howitzer out front we've got inside the building we have gatling guns we were able to move our gunsmithing area into the new building which instead of having it in a 40 foot connex outside which is kind of nice so been a lot of changes, a lot more stock, a lot more room to breathe. One, so, one, one thing that's so funny is so many people come in the store and they're like, wow, you can fit so much more in there. <laughs> we have the same stuff. Well, we I had have more to get out that we haven't gotten out yet. <laughs> that's so true. So we're able to pull all the stuff that was in back stock out, which really helped a lot. And that is one of those things that in our estimation of life, we just see as a, a God thing because truly we were looking at the retail gun business, um, even through the Christmas season of 2019 and thinking, I don't know, it's just that so many people are, are buying so much online. Now, of course, the actual guns themselves, you can buy them online. They have to go through a, a an FFL, a federally licensed firearms dealer. You mean you can't just buy a gun in the mail? Yeah. Go figure. What, what are we doing then? Go figure. So a person I, can't go on their computer in California or New York and type in, I want to buy a gun, buy a gun and have it sent to their house. Yeah, no, that can't happen. And the gun, has to even be if, fake would the gun if they could do that, would it be loaded and ready to go? <clears throat> I, I don't know. Well, and that is one of the huge fallacies uh, that people have experienced for their themselves through this uh, time frame of the, the COVID-19 season that we're living through. But, uh, but yeah, we were, we were looking at the brick and mortar retail gun business and thinking, I just don't know that there's a huge um, future in it because brand new guns, there's a tiny margin and, you know, all the accessories people do buy online and have those shipped directly to their house. And, but then we had this wonderful space to fill and all this inventory that we had never had a chance to fully get out because in our smaller space, we, we couldn't display it all. So we're like, well, we're either gonna, you know, go one direction or the other. And we decided to go big or go home. Right. Yeah, and we so, had family member that we told maybe we're not going to and then the next thing they knew at the gun shop was bigger yeah. like, um wait what happened we're like don't blink with the todd family because things are changing all the time but it was such a wonderful god send that we were that prepared to serve all of the people who realize in uncertain times 
we are our immediate responders. We, we must rely on ourselves. And so as soon as, I think it was right after all the toilet paper dried up. <laughs> like I'm trying that was to remember. Crappy right there, I'll tell you, that, that was, was crappy. Nice, yeah. nice. Well done. I haven't been able to toilet paper a single house in the neighborhood in almost three months. And that's disturbing. It's a travesty, yeah. really. Uh, so I don't remember like the date that it happened, but it was a Saturday, I remember. And suddenly it was gangbusters at the store. Um, lots of people coming in. We call it panic buying and we don't like it when people panic buy because we don't feel like that is going to create the the best uh, scenario for safety. You know, we like everybody to have their training and, and know what they're, they're doing before they end up with the tool. But we do a lot of teaching and uh, our staff all have the, the heart of teachers at AZ Firearms. So we call it panic buying, but uh, it wasn't like, you know, people are fighting over a box of ammo or anything like that. It's just, there was a, a heightened level of Awareness, Busy. urgency, busyness, urgency. Those are all good, good words. And so, um, what was interesting about that is that through all this, a lot of new buyers, people that's never bought a gun before. And I, before we start, I want to caution you: if you are new to buying a gun, please get training. Mm -hmm. But we had all these new people come in, and these are people that might have been on the other side of the fence a little bit, thinking, you know maybe guns should be registered, maybe this, maybe the background check's a good idea. And then they come in to buy a gun and they go, you got to do what to do what? How? When? And it's like, oh, the NICS check is down? I can't pick up my gun today? Oh. And by the way, NICS was down for a full day one day. Close, And yeah. what we did is we went ahead and sold the guns, didn't transfer them, they didn't walk out the door with them, but we did everything and then called in the Knicks when they opened up and were able to get the people their guns. So that was kind of cool. And that's but, one of the benefits of even here in Arizona where we have constitutional carry and you are legally allowed. I hate the word allowed, right? Because it's our God-given right to self-defense, um, Second Amendment. But we are legally okay to not have... Um, a concealed carry license but we encourage people to get their concealed carry license because it comes with training and that's never a bad thing but those that do have that have already secured that it's kind of like pre-check at the airport and so they still fill out the paperwork the 4473 background check paperwork but it doesn't have to be called in and so because they've been pre-checked through their concealed carry right and if you have a concealed carry permit you don't have to take your shoes off when you're buying a gun <laughs> no that's fake news. Please keep your shoes on when you come into yes. AZ Firearms. At all times, please. We, we appreciate that. Uh, but it also, uh, when NYX goes down, because it does, and um, that is another show that we will talk about, but one of the main reasons that I think that universal background checks are a horrible idea is because all the government has to do is go, oh, gee whiz, NYX is down, our computers are frozen, or whatever. And then no guns can get transferred until whenever they decide to turn the light switch back on. So um, that's an aside, but universal background checks, bad. Concealed carry licenses, good. Yeah, so what <laughs> if the government said, 
we have to close Nick's checks because of the uh, coronavirus. Now, what do you do? Now you need that gun. It could so, so, so happen, and it is happening. We're not putting the tinfoil hats on, but, you know, it's something to think about that if you're going to keep us from having something, mm-hmm. be careful about, you know, when you vote for something, think about who's controlling that. Right. What they do, here's the trick. They get you to think about that other person, right? That, ooh, that person. I want that person's uh, behavior controlled. And so they're, yes, I vote for that. So that person's behavior is controlled. And then you realize, oh, wait. That's me too. Now my behavior is controlled the same way. And I'm a good person. And I was never going to misuse it. And so this is a a huge opportunity that we have in the uh, Second Amendment advocacy world, uh, the the gun industry, to really help uh, bring people in that otherwise would have only been thinking about that other person and start helping them realize no, when you infringe on somebody else's rights, you're infringing on your own as well. So well, and I think before, like, I don't want to go on this tangent too long, but also I think that the other thing that is affecting Arizona is just a couple of months ago, we had that bill try to get passed right around the date of the rally. Mm-hmm. And so guns have been a big topic right now in the last three months in Arizona. So I think that was already putting the thought in people's head, wait, you're trying to tell me I can't do something about guns. And then now the virus is a problem. And so I think we just had a kind of a weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Timing in general here in Arizona. Absolutely. And and nationally, there are two bills. One's a house bill. One's a Senate bill. I think the Senate bill is authored by uh, one of the previously democratic presidential candidates um big shock there uh and they both are like like anti-gun on steroids and so this is something that to me is so tone deaf on their part like why would you be introducing this right now when you know literally millions of people are realizing how important those rights are i think they think we're not paying attention to it because we're just watching the virus stuff what do you i would say that virus out of out of every 10 people that walked in our door during this mess three or four were brand new Mm -hmm. yeah so these democrats or whoever the anti-rights restrictors right restrictors need to think about that when they speak because there are people that saying i need to protect myself Mm -hmm. absolutely So as we have moved through the ever-progressing and escalating executive orders at the the national level and the state level, um, Cassie, talk to us a little bit about how we have handled that as two now separate businesses in separate locations with different um, business models. Right. Uh, How have we handled both of those? So with, I'll start with the auction house. Um, our first plan of attack was basically just to limit, nobody needs to come into our building right now. Um, really the only time people have to come into the auction house is when we have an auction and then after the auction to pick up their items or if they have stuff to consign. Well, naturally people aren't leaving their homes very much right now. Um, and so uh, we did have an auction end right around the time all of this was popping up. And a lot of people asked us to ship it to them. Um, And then we had, I mean, people aren't, people are cleaning out their house 
right now because they're stuck at home. So um, we're still getting emails about, well, is this something I could auction when all the crazy is over? Um, but as far as people coming in the door, it just really wasn't happening. So to uh, ease our staff, we put a sign on the door that said, we're closed to the public email or call for an appointment. And really nobody tried to make an appointment. Um, people really are staying home, but they are still communicating with us. Um, we do still have auctions published so people can preview, build your watch list, place bids even uh, online right now in all their downtime. Um, but then flash forward to um, uh, Governor Ducey's stay at home order. Order. It's been kind of... Suggestion. Suggestion, <laughs> which I appreciate. I, yes. I, mean, I appreciate him kind of leaving it up to us to make those decisions, but it also is kind of confusing. Like, so can I build a bunk bed, quoting stepbrothers, <laughs> or can I not? Mm. But um, we made the decision after the um, order for our staff's uh, ease of mind to, to just be closed. Um, I am still monitoring the emails. We are still, um, we, everything is still up and running. Um, so for now, that's kind of where, where we're sitting. We have some staff members that are a little apprehensive about how the virus might affect them if they get it. So we're trying to be understanding to that as well. Absolutely. Um, as far as the gun shop, like you guys said, it was like, busy it was very busy and so where my where my role is to mostly be at the auction house um uh it was like the Tuesday we're closed on monday so i think it was the tuesday after the crazy saturday i was just bringing the gun shop some water and just supplies and toilet i saw paper? how what mm -hmm. toilet paper uh no <laughs> but i did take our extra toilet paper out of the bathroom <laughs> So that nobody would, you know, maybe take our toilet paper <laughs> because That's it was love talking right there. That's I know. <laughs> uh, no. So I just get bringing supplies and um, I saw how crazy it was. And I, I'm not going to lie. I've struggled with some anxiety or fear over what all this means because I don't like change. And so the minute something changes, I resist it. And then I fight with myself and blah, blah, blah. But that's going on a tangent. But um, I realized that maybe my needs where I needed to be was at the gun shop less than the auction house uh, or more at the, more at the gun shop, less at the auction house. And so to kind of manage the line and then honor what the governor was asking at that time to not have gatherings of 10 or more, I just kind of stood at the door and handed people tickets, um, limited how many people were in the building at one time. And then we had kind of like a fast pass line uh, using my Disney term there um, yeah. for, how would you ever have come up with a term like that? I don't know, it's not but like we spend track, all of our time in Disneyland. The, fact, the day Disneyland closed, a little piece of me died <laughs> and won't come back until it reopens. But so at the gun shop, we had a fast pass lane for ammo so that because the thing that people don't understand, especially the new gun buyers, is when you purchase a gun, you have to fill out the paperwork, which takes some time, especially if you've never done it before. Um, there's a lot of reading involved and making sure you're checking the right boxes. And then, like you were saying, we run it through the next background check. Well, they don't know that. It's not like you go to Target and you go, okay, I'm here to buy whatever. And then you leave with that. And so that was taking forever. It was taking at least 45 minutes to an hour per person to complete that transaction. And most people were coming back as a delay because the Knicks background checks were 
bogged down. There was too many people doing them because everyone across the country is calling the same place or the same uh, servers or whatever. Um, and so we wanted to have a lane for ammo buyers who that's all they're there for. Um, and it was working. We got lots of compliments from people that we were, we were organized and getting people in and out as quickly as we can. But with that, I was also helping answer the phones. And so I was kind of the first person to um, interact with a lot of these people and so many people. So like, do I need to do anything before I buy a gun? Like, should I have filled something out? And there's so many questions for first time gun people. And that's not my world. While this is my world, my world is the auction house. Um, but it was just a, I'm sure our gun staff knows and gets these questions all the time. But for me, it's like, wow, there's so many people that just don't understand. You have to fill out a background check. It takes time. Um, a CCW is a concealed carry permit that helps you speed through that process and does give you training. And um, our staff was super good with the first time people. And we got so many compliments um, about our staff for being patient with them, helping guide them to the firearm they needed. Um, but it was, it was crazy and it has calmed down. It did calm down. But then with the executive order, we all had, is that okay to go into now? <laughs> It is. And um, I also want dad to weigh in because he was going to start there. Yeah. But uh, uh, dad, Dan, you know, depending yeah. on the audience, right? But, but yes, yeah, so, so there was the stay at home order that came and it caused us to have a new conversation, right, Cass? Right. Um, and we, it was a very hard decision to make, um, but we, we just sat at the, the dining room table and went through all the pros and cons of what what do we want to do? How serious is the virus? How serious is it to not have any gun sales coming in as well as auctions for the foreseeable future? What, how do we make that call? And um, ultimately, we just looked at our staff and putting them at risk. While some of our staff is not in the bracket of being a concern age-wise or underlying health, they go home to people who are. Um, so we made the decision to close Absolutely. temporarily. And it was... Uh, we will come back, but we yes. did, yeah, we did make that decision for now. And it was extremely difficult uh, decision to make because not only are we, of course, concerned with our own fiscal responsibility as... Um, business owners, right, as heads of household, as people that help pay other people's um, uh, paychecks, that sort of thing. But also our, our watchwords, our missions, our service, relationship, and knowledge. And so we're not fulfilling that if we're not open. We're not serving people in that way to help get them the life-saving tools and the ammunition if we're not open. But are we serving them better by controlling, you know, the spread of germs? It was really, really difficult. Well, um, the problem is, the problem is trying to find a way to do this so that everybody's safe. As I was saying earlier, when a person comes in to buy a gun, it's up close and personal. You have to give them a pin. They have to do the paperwork. The paperwork gets switched back and forth a couple times. Then we have to take a copy of the driver's license. Well, the All firearms things, too. Going back right, and, and the firearm and looking at different guns. And so, you know, we're thinking, okay, we've got, you know, 12 employees or whatever. And 
I don't want to put any of them in position. And the thing is, our business this last two weeks before we closed was busier than the 15 years we've been in business. And it's like, that was a hard, hard decision to make. Do we close when we're doing the best we've ever done? But we made the decision to close. I have not backed off on that. I still think it's a good decision. I've got a couple guys working. All my people are still getting paid. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm rotating them to get some things done. We still are having layaways picked up. And, you know, if you have a transfer coming in, if you go by email, we'll take care of you. We're not answering the phones right now because everybody is, I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> you have nine millimeter ammo. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, we just sold out our last box. So you don't have any nine millimeter ammo? No. Um, so, story you know, saying yeah, is. So, you, don't have, so, oh, so you, you, you don't have nine millimeter. No, we don't. I'm sorry. So you do that a couple of times. So we went to where it's important to reach us. Please do it by email, which is email at azfirearms.com. It's actually sales, sales, sales at azfirearms.com. But, you know, we're having meetings every Friday and we're, we're going to see if there's some way that we can serve the public without being um, unsafe. Absolutely. As we are trying to figure out how to open other stores, like I'll give you an example, Lowe's, they're cutting their hours. Yeah a lot and they're doing a lot of things. So they're lessening, you know, their activity with, uh, it's so true. Too. And you know, there's people I've talked to that are like, well, it's no big deal for you businesses to be closed because uh, there's this relief <clears throat> bill. So you'll be fine. Oh, right? the relief bill. So we what, did, do, what yeah. do we say? <laughs> First of all, that is not the way I was brought up is to look right. for the, to the right. government. Right. Thank you. My daughter. I raised oh, this one. I'm so conflicted about this money. <laughs> but even so, let's look at it this oh. way. As a business owner, they're going to give you two and a half times your payroll. So what you could look at that as, that's two and a half paychecks, two and a half times, okay? Well, what about, I'm not asking, I'm not asking for a handout from the government. Mm -hmm. But what I'm asking is for people to consider how long you can continue to pay your employees and do everything because you still have rent utilities insurance insurance alarm everything all the alarm is a key mortgage and so the building yep so as it does help and i think it's better that they do this than put people on, on employment yes a, a small business will not be able to survive much longer with that kind of no there is so much lost that we're never going to be able to put our hands around the the cost of lost opportunity we will never know right and uh while all of this is happening which is kind of my next uh topic i want to go into is the the long-range implications of this so as we're moving forward and let's say the quarantine is lifted magically next week <laughs> right well, there's already, you know, thousands upon thousands of people, maybe millions at this point. I can't, I can't remember what I saw last on the jobs report who have lost their jobs and it's going to take them a while to catch up, even though there's this magical $1,200 check or something that's coming, who knows? Um, it's going to take them a while to catch up and get a rhythm going again. And so Cassie, our people going to suddenly say, the first thing I'm going to buy is an antique and a collectible from 
pot of gold auctions. Right. I mean, like right now, people are still bidding on the coins that we have coming up um, and the firearms that we have coming up. Um, and so I think that like those kinds of things, they'll always have some value. Now they might go down in value because of that. But yeah, like people aren't spending money on pinball machines and antiques and collectibles right now. And when, when they do have the money to spend, they're going to go get haircuts. <laughs> they're going to go do things that they were trapped and couldn't, couldn't do. I mean, um, I think that the auction house is going to take a while to, for people to feel comfortable to spend money on extras, um, not non-essential and slightly under essentials. I mean, we sell fun things and memories because people may have had that cool toy when they were a kid and now we have it um, and they want to put it on their shelf. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to take a while, um, which is unfortunate for our consigners who we've had this stuff for a while that, I mean, we had to push back our, one of our biggest auctions every year was supposed to be like March 28th or something. And that was right after the 10 people minimum gathering happened. And that is the type of auction that has to be live. People have to be able to come and see this stuff. We have pinball machines, we have vintage signs, really nice jewelry, and we pushed it to April. <laughs> and then we pushed it to May. But what a lot of people don't understand is our consigners gave us these things to sell back in October, maybe even before that. Um, and that's just a featured auction that we let have lots of time. Now it does have more time, but again, are people going to be ready to spend the money on the fun stuff, the different stuff magically when this thing opens up? And that we don't know and we can't really anticipate, but. So, so Cassie, what are you going to do when we know everything's clear? What's the first thing that you're going to do when there's no virus? <laughs> Well, I would be at Disneyland if I, if I can. I mean, it's I knew going that. To, I don't know why I asked that. It's what going about to be you, the Cheryl? cleanest, most like pristine that Disneyland could ever be the first week it opens. And I guarantee it's going to be dead for like a month because people are still you, going to be afraid. Yeah. So, and I'm also, I want to get my nails done <laughs> because you can't do that right now. I'll do your nails for you. No, thanks. <laughs> Uh, I've got I've got a grinder out there. Oh, um, yeah. oh my gosh! So Cheryl, what are you going to do on the first day? You know, I actually have not given that any thought. Uh, I mean, we do everything as a family, so obviously Disneyland. But really, I think where my heart is leaning is I'd love to go to um, uh, Pacific Beach, our, one of our favorite places, yeah. uh, the ocean. Yeah, yeah, the ocean. Why is the ocean closed? Why is the ocean yeah. closed? Who closed? <laughs> My, my, uh, mine's going to be, I'm going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to sit there until I have to go to the bathroom. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to sit there until I have to leave. You just miss going out to dinner. What does I'm that just, say about my cooking? Do you want to, do you want to talk have, about that now? I, Are we going to wait? Even since it's viral, <laughs> what days you did cook one day, didn't you? Whatever. We've all cooked. Yes. And that's one thing I have to say is that we're very, look at this expression but, on my face. Yeah. But my, <laughs> My daughter did bring me grandbaby cooked chocolate chip cookies, yes. which were yummy. Yeah. So, and that we're very fortunate that we can still be together. There's a lot of families that can't see each other or can't be around each other for the quarantine, but we live close enough. 
Um, I'm in their living room right now. This is, my house is not this fancy or this clean. I have two children, but um, we are able to have dinner together and play board games together. And our daily life has changed, but the things that we like to do together, we still get to do, except That's go to Disneyland. Huge, yeah, except Disneyland. That's a huge blessing. Um, so I think, you know, we, we should probably start wrapping up and and if there's anything that we we didn't talk about that's important to either of you, let's definitely lean into that. But I want to think about, you know, what have we as business owners, as individuals, as a, a family unit, what are the good things that we've seen, that we've experienced, um, that we've learned during this otherwise extremely stressful time. I'm always looking at glass half full and some days it's been really, really hard. There is some good things that's come out of this. Uh, families, I mean, we went for a walk a couple of days. I have never seen so many people walking in the community with their dogs and their kids and the kids riding the bikes behind and wrecking and falling. And it's, it's just, it's just really cool that their people are getting out. But to me, the best thing is the, uh, in the firearms part of it is how many people climbed over that fence because they feel, you know, wait, I do have a right to protect myself. It's not that they don't believe in the police, but they face it. You know, if we come into a, a national disaster such as this, we don't know if there's going to be enough police around. Well, and they're so, already being told to not do certain things. I mean, we're hearing right. there's communities where police officers are being told, you know, don't, we can't, we don't have enough or we can't risk our people getting it too. And so that's scary enough. Yeah, absolutely. Cassie, what's uh, some of the good things you've seen? You follow a lot of people on Instagram, a lot of influencers and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, globally, what are you seeing locally? What are you seeing? And, and like personally within our family, what, what are some of the good stuff? Well, I think it's just cool that there's so many like small businesses um, that are helping each other. I mean, there's like, there's places that make toddler dresses and things like that, that are now making masks and donating masks to hospitals. And while it's not the, the medical mask, it's something. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people I do follow are from the Disney community. Um, and so there's Disney masks, which help, especially if people are working with kids, that might make that feel a little less intimidating. Um, seeing that people are just willing to help one another. Um, there's people that I follow that have art that they've turned into coloring pages that they've given out for free. And I love to color, but also my girls love to color. So that's something we can do together. Um, there's, there's a lot. I mean, it, everybody is kind of sh having to shift their focus and establish kind of a new normal. Um, our church couldn't, they were one of the first places that weren't, that had to immediately adjust. And so they're doing their services online, um, which I think is kind of a unique opportunity for them because there's a lot of people that might be afraid to walk into a church and they get to preview it <laughs> online from the comfort of their own home. A good way to put that. Yeah. And so that's kind of exciting for them, but it's also finding us, we're just finding new ways to interact with people. And I think everyone's just a little kinder because we're all like in it. Um, and like in our family, we are spending more time doing fun things together. Um, 
I'm enjoying the time with my girls and my husband and there isn't like, there's not time constraints. In some ways that's super awesome. In some ways it's frustrating for people who like structure, <laughs> but um, like we did a craft yesterday, me and the girls did a craft yesterday and um, we're going on bike rides, which I've been wanting to go on bike rides for a long time. And now that we are like stuck in the house, it's like, well, we have nothing else to do. So let's go on a bike ride. Um, so I think there's a lot of positive stuff going around. There's less negative. Like even when we tell people we didn't have nine millimeter ammo, it's like, oh, it's okay. Thank you so much. Or like when we had to cut the line because we knew we couldn't serve however many people were in the line by the time we closed and it was important to get our staff home to get some rest. Um, a lot of them are like, well, just, it's okay. I'll just come back tomorrow. It's, it's really okay. And where some people would just be like, it's not six o'clock yet. Why do I have to get out of line? Like we just didn't experience very many negative people. Um, so that kind of. Absolutely. I, I have experienced that myself. I, we do a lot of our, um, even grocery shopping as a delivery, because again, we're trying to limit how much we're spreading germs around, trying to be good citizens in that way. Plus it helps, you know, uh, people that are those grocery deliverers, right? So a few extra dollars for grocery store delivery, that's, um, that's a good thing to help support somebody else in their uh, financial endeavors. But when I have ventured out to the grocery store, I have actually never experienced such a level of courteousness and friendliness from just shoppers themselves as well as store clerks. And I think it is that we are all so aware of how much yuck is out there that we're trying to do our best to be the sunshine in our own lives and in others and and be the change that we want to see. So that I found that to be um, kind of surprising, but so wonderful and so welcome. And uh, our previous president to the one we have now famously made, made the phrase, uh, said the phrase something about, you know, clingers. You know, they cling to their, their faith, their family, their firearms. And yeah. We do. She went there. We do. And I'm proud of that. And I, I think that's completely understandable at a time like this. We really refocus and reprioritize and understand, um, you know, whatever your faith is. Ours happens to be Christianity. But, you know, whatever that is that connects you to the creator, the larger being, the energy force that we all share, however that um, works in your life of course you're going to be more tapped into that tapping into our family connections and yes we are so blessed i have friends whose kids are scattered all over the country and cassie you know she's a grown adult i've told her she could live anywhere her and her husband want to live as long as you know it's within walking distance of my home so you know any of those five houses you just knock your socks off you can have any of those that that you can afford as a grown adult uh so we are very blessed uh for that i've got a little bit more time i'm not bebopping all over the country like i was so many of the events that i was scheduled to be at have been canceled and so 
I have picked up the phone and I've talked to my own dad a few times, you know? <laughs> uh, so that's been a wonderful thing. And then of course our firearms, which is much, much more than just the piece of metal. It is that, that sense of understanding our responsibility, that we are our own immediate responders, uh, that we are protecting our, our loved ones, that, you know, they, the saying an armed society is a polite society, that's a real deal. That is a real deal. And so- Well, I, thank you. <laughs> why? Just, it is a polite society. Thank it, you. It is, for sure. And so um, the, the thing we need to worry about now is making sure that uh, we're all getting training, you know, we're at the top of our, our skill level and, and our, our awareness of, of that, the safety training and, and skills with our firearms, but also that connection with the, our constitutional inheritance, our, our Bill of Rights. I mean, it takes, uh, I usually pick up the Constitution right now and I see it sitting across the room where I was looking at it last. It's usually on my desk. Um, it takes an hour and a half at most to read our entire constitution, including the Bill of Rights. I challenge you, every single person listening and watching us right now, take the time. You've got the time. Look it up. You can find it online even. You can probably get it in your Kindle or whatever those, uh, <laughs> those newfangled gadgets are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, that's the right. Yes. Yes. Maybe the Facebook has it. The, does the Facebook? Hey, have... I, I have a fun fact. Yes. I have a fun fact for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, earlier Cassie mentioned that, uh, you know, the, they're painting the, the, the masks for the kids with Disney characters yeah. and things mm -hmm. to make them. World War II, they couldn't get the kids to wear the gas masks. They were afraid of them. So they made Mickey Mouse face gas masks. Is that right? They're super Ooh. rare. Look them up. I did not know that. Yes. And All kids right. wore those masks. Well, a fun fact by Dan. I like that. That's, that's almost as good as your commentary. Mm. So this is our first ever show in our completed, almost completed. We've got a couple of tweaks to make uh, home studio. So you can watch it. We're going to post these on a couple of different places, but of course, YouTube and Gunstreamer. You can listen uh, you can binge listen to your heart's content through gunfreedomradio.com. Uh, Click the on-demand tab. I can I have said those words in so long, I almost forgot how to say them. Well, I'd like a request. Yes. Instead of having me on video, could you have a little puppy on there? A little puppy? Yes. <laughs> well, could you put like an emoji? Does that mean you're getting a puppy? No. Are you getting a puppy? Stop it. We, uh... Stop it. Unless yeah. it's a cocker spaniel. I've been thinking about that. But anyway, could we put an emoji face on Dan? Could just kind of like a little... A puppy, please. <laughs> please, a puppy. Anyway, well, anything to, to say before we wrap up, Cass? No, I just think we didn't really... Met, like, our team is our family. Our team, who all the team we've ever had in the 14 or 15 years has been our family. And we still have Christmas parties with the people that first helped us open the door. And so that was a huge deciding factor into being closed. Um, and I don't know that we really covered that, but I just wanted to add that. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Um, people come in as staff members, end up being friends, and ultimately 
God bless them. They get adopted into this madness of our life as <laughs> grafted on as family members. Um, but tell folks real fast, Cassie, how do they uh, check out all the cool stuff that you are still adding to catalogs um, at Pot of Gold? So Pot of Gold Auctions, if you Google us, it'll come up. But also the website is pogauctions.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Pot of Gold Auctions, Instagram, same name, Pot of Gold Auctions. And that's also where we will be posting when we are back up and running. Uh, Facebook and Instagram will be the best place to reach that. And then the gun shop is azfirearms.com. We do have our online store turned off right now because we don't want people thinking they can purchase something and not get that service. Uh, but you can go on and see some other things that are going on on the website. Um, but the, the Facebook and Instagram are AZ Firearms, no spaces, AZ Firearms. Um, and that also, again, as soon as we're up and running or partially up and running or whatever the next day looks like in this crazy time we're in, um, will be posted there. Absolutely. And you said that you don't want people calling because you've got just kind of a static uh, yeah. um recording there but no one actually calling people back that that sort of thing so how do they reach out for the auction house and then the gun store if they have a burning question like so you're saying you have no nine millimeter yeah so yes, you can we have it today oh we do have some we have it, but, we're not open. <laughs> but we're not open yeah <laughs> um the so on both the websites there's a contact us tab so that's kind of the easiest thing um, or Facebook, you can message us, and Instagram, you can message us. But the email address for the gun shop is sales at azfirearms.com. And the auction house is auctions at potofgoldestate.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Cassie, thank you so much for all you do to help grow our businesses and care for our team and uh, raise our grandbabies. <laughs> Thank you for all you do, because if you guys didn't, I'd have no, I wouldn't have the cool job I have. That's awesome. So thank you so much. And uh, Dan, any parting shots? Any bad dad jokes? Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, you, you cut me off guard. Man. <laughs> oh, phew. Okay. There's the trick, Cassie. From now on, we always catch him off guard. So then he won't have a bad dad <clears throat> joke. All right. So until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Um, excuse me, all of them? All of them, Dan. How even, about just one side? Even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. Okay. <laughs> Be good to each other. God bless. Have a great week. <laughs>